Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, beard sucker. Beard sucker? You know, I got, you know, I got this. You've got uh, this great beard. This now, everybody, beard. we did a few live streams during the Max Fun Drive, and... If I can summarize, just for folks at home who weren't able to be on the streams, if I can summarize the overall audience reaction, it was Jordan is Zaddy. Um, Thank you. That's what I was going for. So you, you look like a million dollars with this nice new beard. Me. Thank you. I'm mostly enjoying it. I can't get keep this fucking thing out of my mouth, man. I'm just really? sucking on this 24-7. Oh, what I man. Do is so wait, little... are, are you sucking? Let me help me with this. Yeah. Are you sucking on this because of the fundamental nature of a beard that it goes places you don't want it to go? It's the classic soup strainer situation. Right. Or are you sucking on this for attention deficit hyperactivity disorder reasons that you need something to fuck with and it's just right there right next to your mouth? It's right there. And it really like I just it's one of those things where I start sucking. Mm -hmm. I put the little like the, you know, the little area. Mm -hmm. that area. There's a little area above. Now, for folks who don't have beards, and I know that's a few of you, if you the <laughs> bottom of your mustache kind of just is right there on your top lip, and you yeah. can just go, hum, hum, hum. and then there's and then there's that little the soul patch underneath. And we should explain: Jordan's beard is just a mustache and a soul patch. Uh, <laughs> he's a tertiary character on a '90s sitcom. The bottom I'm a part, guy who works at the coffee shop. Exactly. The the little bottom part that sticks out below your lower lip, if you invert your lower lip, you can just put it in your mouth. Yeah, you can. It's yeah, very you nice. can. It's a I wonderful can. feeling. It's one I of the, can and I am. <laughs> I mean, I would say top to me, top two reasons to have a beard. I just, when I start driving, mm -hmm. I start sucking and I don't stop till I get home. Yeah, and you know what's going to happen, Jordan? What? You're going to get rear-ended, and you're going to bite your own lip off. <laughs> yeah, I know, That's what's right? going to happen, 100%. It's And when I think about, like, I'm enjoying it. I enjoy the sucking, the beard sucking. Yeah. But when I think about what I'm doing, I'm like, this is fucking gross. It's absolutely I'm, sickening. I'm gross. This is gross. I need to get rid of this thing before... I just, my face is covered in my own drool 24-7, you know? But let me assert this to you. Yeah. Almost nothing is a not gross thing to suck on. Uh -huh. When it comes to sucking on things, yeah, all your choices are gross. I mean, right. there's there's one... Which is, uh, what's that thing called that you use to sterilize laboratory equipment? A clavinet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's called a clavinet. I was going to say, uh, Tootsie Pop's pretty good, but uh -huh. it's not. <laughs> it's not. Not the same. We're not thinking of the same thing. Okay. If you have one of those things that you use to sterilize lab equipment, a Moog yeah. or whatever it's called, and you put the binky in there first... If you put your binky in there first, you steam it or whatever. I'm talking and... about a binky, Jesse. I'm talking about I'm talking binkies here. Okay. If you take the binky out of there and you put that in your mouth, but it goes straight 
into I've your made mouth. my own binky, Jesse. Well, I know you, that I know that you're finally living your dream. I can create my own binky using my facial hair. Uh, we know that you are like unto a god. I have a naturally occurring binky that comes out of my face. <laughs> That's, what's That's what I've done. I've just created. The Lord's binky. Exactly. <laughs> you don't need petroleum products to create a, a binky. face binky. Yeah, I'm like, this is gross. I don't know that I can prevent myself from doing it. I, I'm wondering if there's like some sort of like spray that you use to like mm-hmm. keep a cat off the couch like Should a bitter I... apple spray yeah can i spray my face with something disgusting so that i associate the taste of my own beard with bitterness or or rottenness or something like that let me ask you this yeah do you eat fish not a, not a lot occasionally what about maybe if you rubbed it with like a fish oil that oh, would be yeah. good for your skin and sure. to prevent you from licking on it. That sounds that sounds really great. That's um, what fish oil's for, right? Topical applications. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. I'll you know what? I'll just start rubbing and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we've all been through that yeah, period right? of our lives, <laughs> that moment of self discovery. <laughs> Sure. When we rub fish oil on our face to see what happens. Yeah. When we say to ourselves, I'll curious. just rub it and see what happens, we say. Right. Mm-hmm. We say to ourselves. Jordan, I I want to bring our guest into this conversation yeah. because she just mentioned before we went on the air her baby child. And so she's probably got a lot of binky expertise. Oh yeah. I mean, our friend our friend Aya Cash probably has some binky expertise from her days as a raver, uh, past guest on the program. But this guest is a parent who has probably dealt with a few binkies in her time. Sure. Uh, And what are are babies but little ravers? Just God's little ravers. That's a really good point. Mm -hmm. That is a really good point. That's why we're always rubbing Vicks Vapo rug. Right. Vicks Vapo. Vicks Vapo. That's... Why we're Vip. always rubbing Vicks Vapo Rub on them. <laughs> they What's co- they to come do out to die today. They come out knowing only plur. Yeah. Peace, love, <laughs> unity, and respect. What is? <laughs> and then the world corrupts them. <laughs> Our guest on the program, a really hilarious stand-up comic, television personality, and now author. The author of the brand new, soon-to-be best-selling book, Not Funny, Jenna Friedman. Hi, Jenna. How are you? Hi. Thank you for having me. Nice to see you guys over Zoom. I was thinking, actually, about the fish oil lobby um, when you mm-hmm. were talking about fish oil, if it could be yeah. used for topical as well. My dad is a doctor, and he was actually courted by the fish oil lobby. They took him out for dinner. Big fishy? Yeah, big fish. They took him out for like a fish dinner. That was the extent of it. He he has a lot of integrity, um, but I was <laughs> Mr. Thinking... Friedman cannot be bought. <laughs> Doctor Friedman Doctor cannot Friedman, be bought. <laughs> Although he, he, took, will he, take, the... he will he take he will take a take nice a fish... fish dinner. Yeah, because yeah. he believes in fish oil. I, you know, like he's okay. not taking dinner with the opioid people, but he believes in fish oil. And uh, I was just thinking about fish oil for topical beard usage. I feel like that would work. Yeah. And... Seems like fish oil is just maybe one you of could those get a things. fish dinner out of it too from the fish oil lobby. So yeah, I'd take it. I mean, do I get my choice of two sides? I'm sure. 
I've been rubbing ask an them about avocado. the sides. <laughs> ask, <laughs> ask, ask your dad, Dr. Friedman, ask Dr. Friedman about, about the can sides. You, yeah. Can you ask if it's okay if we order, instead of ordering a main, if we just get a bunch of apps? No fish if you don't get any. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just went to dinner. Or I don't even know. actually need to find out. He told me that they invited him to dinner. I don't know if he went. I should call him and find out. Uh, we should explain the reason that your father believes so strongly in fish oil is that he is a baleen whale. Sure. Yes, he is. Um, mm -hmm. That's my little secret that you'll read about in my new book. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird. Tell -all. The right. reason it's called Not Funny is because it is really brutal to have a parent who lives underwater. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. if they breathe air. Yeah, mm. sure. Um, yeah. he, your your father is such a majestic creature when he breaches <laughs> just extraordinary just to beautiful. see those fins break the water beautiful such a playful creature mm -hmm. yeah Intelli um, I love his song his song is just <laughs> I was just listening to it he doesn't live here in Los Angeles he lives hundreds of miles away and yet I was listening to it live last night because it travels so far in the water yeah that, yeah well you must be part uh dolphin as well yeah, because probably the sonar waves or whatever yeah. Yeah. a lot of people say that to me <laughs> that you're probably part dolphin <laughs> yeah i hear that i've been hearing that a lot mm -hmm. um since my fraternity days is that why they call you squeaky yeah it is <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm named after squeaky from from watergate Mm -hmm. Um, is that a murderer or a Watergate person? I, I think, think it's a squeaky, Watergate person. No, I think I think that's one of the Manson family. God damn it, it is. <laughs> I mixed up my seventies. Is that is or am I thinking of Reggie Jackson? No, no. that's a different seventies thing. Sorry, Shanana. Sure. -na. Is it Shanana? That's. I'll let me take that back. That's why they call you Shana. -na. <laughs> See, this all makes sense. People will be able to follow this perfectly. Jenna, I want you to know that when I was opening the package that contains your soon-to-be best-selling book, Not Funny, I was sitting at the dining room table in my home, and my daughter said to me, she looked at me and she said to me, what are you doing? Opening your fan mail that doesn't exist because you're not funny? <laughs> really? Sick yeah. burn. Yeah. Did she see the cover of the book or did was that before you opened it? It was before I even <laughs> pulled the book out. It was just <laughs> serendipitous. It was just one of those moments when the universe tells you that you're doing something right. You Aww. know? Yeah, Sick it was burn. really beautiful. Do you have any binky experience, Jenna? Is a binky a blankie? A blanket? No, a binky is a, a num num a num num num. Oh, a sucker. like a, a, yeah. a pacifier. A pacifier, thank you. Um yeah, no, my son drools. I mean, I, I've never felt more boring than when after I had a kid. It's thank you for asking about it because it's um really exciting to get into the nuances of what he sucks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm learning. I'm getting into it. He's teething. He gets grumpy. You know, I put things in his mouth. I could talk about. I mean, I I just got these like me mesh pacifiers that you can stick food in because we're trying to give him food now wait i'm sorry what it's like this a, is like, a, like you fill the pacifier with 
No, he he doesn't. He's not. He just like today. I just started giving him food. I gave him some mushroom soup I made, and then I realized it had salt. And then I'm like googling if it's toxic to give babies salt. All I I don't. I just Google everything like as it comes up, and then I freak myself out, and then I keep. That's basically my style of parenting. It's essential these... for babies to get salt. You have to give your baby a salt lick. Does your baby not have a salt lick? That's he, horses, Jesse. That's horses. He is a horse. Jesus my baby is a horse. <laughs> your I, father is a whale. <laughs> your son yeah. is a horse. Yeah, my baby's. I fucked a horse, and he's. <laughs> well, congratulations, first of all. <laughs> beautiful like creatures. Beautiful minotaur, creatures. technically. Or that's some queen called. shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a little baby, half man, half horse. So you, not to get into the nitty gritty here, but you had sex with a half man, half horse, and you produced I had, a full it's horse. Very boring to talk about, but I had sex with a full horse, and I. What are you, the Mendel police, Jordan? <laughs> Come on. Right, what's that? Nothing is more boring than talking about parenting and bestiality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, you know, the both, it's a, I never thought I knew love until I started participating in bestiality. Yeah. Yeah. So you- I didn't know what real love was. Yeah. Basically. Jenna, have you ever gone to a rave? Um, uh, I feel like the definition of rave maybe changed over time. Like I, 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 yes, ish. Yes. Okay, not, so when you say the definition of rave has changed over time, what do you mean by Like, that? have I been to a warehouse party where people were doing ecstasy? Of course. Mm-hmm. Was that a rave? <laughs> Natch. I, did, does the rave depend on the music? What 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 defines well, a, rave? That's a great question. That's mm-hmm. a really, really great question. Um, I mean, yeah, when you say warehouse and ecstasy, I think that's... You know, these are two two things that you think of when you think of raves. I have never been to one. I made it, you know, out of the entire 90s without raving. But yeah, maybe if you were like in an if you were like in a warehouse doing ecstasy and listening to slow jams, that might not be a rave. No. And did raves just is. stop like after Y2K or something? Like I feel like <laughs> after Y2K there were just parties and warehouses. Before Y2K there were like raves where people drank like um licked lollipops while they were doing ecstasy and like had those things that they give out at bar and bar mitzvahs, the you know what uh, I'm talking about? The um, Torah readings. <laughs> yes. The the half the yes. Was it like a, tor- a Torah or like an Torah. Aliyah? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was yes. a brief sort of interregnum, though, between those two times, which is the time when raves were mostly, it's like a group of vampires, and then all of a sudden, a blood rain happens right. indoors. Mm-hmm. And everybody the just... system, And then everyone runs from the daywalker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, all, that all, situation. Yeah. <laughs> we were all around in the 90s trying I to am, escape the wrath of the daywalker. I'm not a nightclub guy, but I feel like I would go if you told if you invited me to a nightclub, I might say, you know, I'm sorry, I got to get up early, you know, my kids wake me up at 6. I'm not But if you told me specifically that you were inviting me to a nightclub and it was one of those like warehouse buildings with two floors, and everyone is wearing black like every nightclub in a movie from 1995 to 2008. <laughs> I feel like that is an authentic experience that I would want to have accessed at least once. Yeah. They're still going to those in John Wick movies. 
Sure are. Oh, man. And then the balletic shit they get up to thereafter. Sure, yeah. Holy mackerel. Hey, guys, I don't I don't mean to be the guy to call it out here, but right. you know me. I'm a, I'm a no bullshit kind of guy. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Some people say I'm too honest. Um, <laughs> it's... Is it a little icy in here? Is it a little icy in here in this Zoom you know what? room? We're I having was just, fun, but are we? I don't know. I, I was I, just I noticing know. this, Jenna. Oh, um, you want to break the ice? Yeah, just just so you know, I feel like we really on Jordan Jesse go. We try to build a spirit of esprit de corps. Um, kind of get to a place where we know each other, we trust each other, so that we can do our best work together. Sure. And mm-hmm. part of that mm-hmm. is not allowing ice to stand between us as we relate to each other. I understand. Jordan, neighborhood... I wish there was something we could do about this. You know what, Jesse? <laughs> there is. Holy shit. I've been researching um, icebreaker questions. Oh. Um, now we're talking. We actually, we actually had a lot of fun with these on a recent Max Fun Drive related uh, live stream, and it was just so much fun. I thought I could, you know, maybe bring some of that, you know, some of that spirit to this show, spirit of open mindedness and sharing, giving of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I actually found two really good, really good sources of icebreaker questions. One is just kind of a like a website for corporate resources um mm-hmm. signupgenius.com slash business i'll um, go to any website slash business it's a it's a good yeah go to yeah what's your favorite website add slash business you're gonna find some fun doesn't matter pornhub.com slash business I'm in. <laughs> sure you know what i mean um, who doesn't love erotic business mm-hmm. um and then I also found another good site called research.lifeway.com. And this is for icebreaker questions for Bible study groups. Let's just chop it up. Jenna, you're you're our guest. Which do you want to hear first? Something from this corporate website or something from research.lifeway.com? I'll start with the corporate website. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. These are fun. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> this is fun. All right. Jordan. Yeah. Is this uh is this fun? This is gonna be fun. What's the your least favorite fashion trend that you're opting out of this season? Um, wheelchairs. <laughs> Too many people use them as accessories, and yep. I'm just over it. Some people I'm need them for it. mobility. Let's leave them to those people. My first thought here, Jordan, is binkies. Oh, am I gonna get canceled for a bad joke? Yeah. That's our whole thing. Good. I'm we trying to sell the book. I'm trying to sell the book. I need to get canceled these, to sell the book. Yeah, that you you're like, I'm selling a lot of books in Austin <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do. That's all of these questions are to get people canceled. Yeah. Good. Jordan, what's uh, next? I want to hear one from from the the Kiefer people. But you have to answer with something that would get you canceled. That's the yeah. challenge. That's the, the answer to the icebreaker is something that'll get you in trouble. What about putting little things on your Crocs? I think that would get us canceled on on this program, Jordan. I think we got a lot of people who <laughs> Wait, put those what? little things on their Crocs. You know how Crocs have little ding-dongs that you put into yeah. the holes? Like Croc, croc Flare. Yeah. I think if we speak up against 
croc flair that's going to get us canceled on jordan jesse go do you think we have a lot of croc flair fans in the audience what about uh literacy i think a lot of our fans (laughs) support like libraries and young people reading having access to reading i think that would be another problem Mm -hmm. um well here let's 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 keep breaking this ice i think it's going great we'll all be canceled by the end of this ideally um (laughs) this is a fun one if the apostle paul were alive today do you think it'd be active on social media? Wow, that's a great question, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Um, I mean, it's a question of platform, right? Sure. To me, it's a question of platform. Mm-hmm. He'd definitely have an OnlyFans. That's just <laughs> yeah. me trying to get can- That's all I got on trying to get canceled. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. He'd probably be disappointed that Elon bought Twitter. Sure. We're yeah, all he disappointed because right. the guy seems like a real fucking dick. <laughs> right. Paul's one of those guys who's like, oh, I'm doing a Mastodon. Yeah. And now we're all on Mastodon, right? It's like, I don't know. I don't even know how Mastodon servers. That's that's my impression of Paul. Yeah. It's like, I, I'm th- trying to get on Mastodon. I just, I don't know. There's servers. I don't know. Discord? I don't know. Earnestly, did either of you try to do one of those Twitter alternatives, like in the those weeks when people were trying to do Twitter alternatives? I signed up for the whale one, and not just because I have family in that. <laughs> yeah. Under the no. sea. Under the sea. But what was it called? Like Squirtle or something? Uh, it Jordan, mm-hmm. it's pronounced under dusty. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> What's it called, though, in earnest? I don't uh, know. Yeah, I, this you know one, what I, I'm I don't talking know about. A whale one. There's mastodon. Spout. There's spout. Spoutle? Spout. Spoutle. Spoutle. It's probably Spoutle. called spoutle. Spoutle. You know what I'm talking about? It's I, spoutable. I, spoutable. Spoutable. Okay. That sounds like a website. I yeah, just, I I, I'm, like... I'm not familiar with it. So, where? How far did you get, Jenna? I just like got. I I reserved my name. At the end. J E N A Friedman. And then is I the app like, still on your phone? I don't think I ever went, I didn't get the app, but it, I did the same thing with TikTok. When TikTok came out, I just reserved my name, put it to the side, and then recently I got on TikTok, but I was able to use Jenna Friedman because no one else took it. That's nice. This did you make a incredible. talk? I mean, I actually, yeah, I'm a TikToker now officially. Congratulations. That's huge for you. It is. So you're going to like stop comedy writing mm-hmm. and just- um, I, Yeah, and just list. talk. Tick right. and talk and tick and tick talk. Tick and talk. Yeah, Jesse, I, did you, Jesse, did you try what, to do one of those Twitter alternatives? I went back and tried to remember if I could start using Facebook again. Oh. And it's it's pretty rough on there still. It is <laughs> yeah. pretty rough. I had never deleted my Facebook account. I would use it to get parts for my tiny Japanese van. Mm-hmm. I'm in a tiny Japanese van club message board or a group on Facebook, use it to get updates occasionally about what my Aunt Debbie is up to in the world of lifestyle transition real estate in Northern Virginia. Besides that, I had not well, used it in a she, long time. What is she up to? She's just, she just closed on a condo. Really? That's great. Yeah. She's, she's doing incredible. Debbie Miller, if anybody needs a real estate agent in Northern Virginia, check out my Aunt Debbie Miller. Um, yeah, I... I really, truly, I had, I I mean, I have been like a heavy Twitter user since we talked about what Twitter was on Jordan Jesse Go 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I pretty much checked out of Twitter other than posting the occasional link to something I was up to. I had taken the app off my phone, was could not remember what my password was, was only logged in on one computer that I would have to go to to post a link to the latest Bullseye interview. And when that, I when uh, there is a, a certain British comedy writer who is a turf who was reinstated to Twitter and almost immediately tagged me in a tweet. And I was like, I don't need this in my life. And, but I didn't, I didn't have the strength to learn how to do something new. Yeah, I think that's it, how I felt. Yeah, I think I was like, I really put a lot of work into making Twitters. And I don't know that I could develop, for example, video skills. I don't, like, there's a part of me that thinks, our friend Adam Conover is very good at TikTok. But it's because he can do that thing where you talk into your phone while you're walking around. Yeah, I can't do that either. I, I've tried that a couple of times. I Cannot feel like I it. could come up with rants. Like, if you just want someone to have hot takes on something, I could probably do that. But I don't think I could do that and not trip on the sidewalk. <laughs> Jenna, know- what, what kind of TikTok content are you doing? So I'll say two things. Well, maybe I'll say three things okay. about TikTok. Jenna, Twitter, say four things. I don't give a fuck. And then Facebook. So TikTok. Yes. I don't, yeah. I actually, somebody reached out to me and asked if they could help build out my talk. And I, I yes handed them. them and um, so they're First posting, yes, they're posting old content of mine on TikTok. I'm not actually really engaging with the platform. But the first video they found that they posted to get like 5 million views. And so I brought them on because I was like, I don't want to look at this site. And then all of a sudden, all these people are watching something that no one ever watched before. And it's fascinating to watch. You On TikTok, you can watch people watch your stuff. It's so bizarre. And so now I'm like obsessed with the platform, but I do try to avoid it. Facebook, I was off Facebook, but then I recently got back on because I had this idea when I was writing the... I think I had finished writing the book and I was looking, I had this idea to have like a celebrity write the foreword and that celebrity being Bill Cosby, but not the actual Bill Cosby, someone a named Bill different Cosby. Person with the a different person with a different person. So the title and could be. Would you ghostwrite it or would you just take what they offered? So I, so the joke Ghost was dad like. write it? Yes. Sorry. No, don't apologize. That was no, a really I'm sorry. good it pun. Will, one would presume that this person goes by William now. Well, <laughs> so I had to find somebody legally named Bill Cosby to write the actual forward so I could say a book called Not Funny Forward by Bill Cosby. And so I went on Facebook. I went back on after I'd been off for a while, and I friended all of these actual Bill Cosbys and propositioned them with this. To write you, the forward. To, to write the forward. And then I didn't get anyone. And then I finally got someone, but through like LinkedIn or something, not through Facebook. Um, and then my editor was like, maybe you shouldn't have somebody named Bill Cosby <laughs> right before it because it's kind of insensitive. And coward. I'm like, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. coward. <laughs> no, it's, it's, you know, but I'm, but. Probably good, probably good. Yeah. Move. And then just two Funny days idea. ago, one of the Bill Cosby's reached back out to me. But also then my friend was like, they might not actually be named Bill Cosby. They could just be fans of the actual Bill Cosby. And then oh. that's weird. Who are like what? using that as their screen name, or just yeah, I don't know. They're just wasn't, I, the, wasn't like one of the OG like famous Twitter things. Just someone who just 
where their handle was Bill Murray and they just like tweeted memes and people like assumed it was Bill Murray anyway. A hundred percent. That's why mm-hmm. they invent. That's why they invented uh, the verified check. That and and uh, they they needed it to be safe for celebrities to use Twitter without being impersonated. Best and, nine thousand dollars I ever spent. Yeah, it's so I, funny. I'm oh, impressed to hear Jenna that you had the courage to go on LinkedIn. I actually didn't. A camp friend of mine, who um, is <laughs> who a you very, had reached out to through no, he's through a Facebook. fan of my comedy. <laughs> reached out to me and he was like, "Do you need help finding?" Because I was like tweeting about it or something. Do you need help finding a Bill Cosby? Because I I reached out to twenty or thirty and none would talk to me. He found a Bill Cosby through LinkedIn. That Bill Cosby. His name is William, to your point, and he's like a sixth generation William Cosby, and he was like, "I'll write it," and we were all set to go. And then I just kind of pulled the plug, but I I paid him a stipend anyway, just for That's his really time. Nice. What does he do? What is he the works next most famous in retail? Bill Cosby do? He just works in retail. Yeah, it's a good business. People no, I don't know products. I don't like that business. <laughs> retail. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think manufacturers should be going direct to consumer. Well, they okay. are. That's what's happening. Yeah, via podcast specifically. Yeah. You don't see fucking Aeropostale advertising on Jordan Jesse Go, Jordan. If you know I what? got one if if we sold one spot to Aeropostale, if limited to bought one ad on Jordan Jesse Go, I'd be pro retail. You know how many? Goose egg. Zero. Goose egg. The goose egg's back, and this time it's retailers advertising on our show. But then you Direct can to consumer. do your Les Wexner, what, Les Wexler? Les Wexner? Wex- Ren Weschler? Yes, the one, the Epstein's friend, the pet, the kind of like closeted like guy who uh, made limited to... I was always fascinated with Limited 2 because I was a fan of it when I was like a little preppy kid. And then all of a sudden it started selling thongs to tweens. And then if you like follow Limited 2 up the whatever, you use Les Wexner. It's actually pronounced Vicks VapoRub. Vicks va- VapoRub. <laughs> friends with Epstein. You know, you, who know? Was, you know who was friends with Epstein that I just learned? Uh, Frank Lids, L-I-D-Z. <laughs> These good friends. <laughs> the founder of Lids Hat Store. <laughs> the baseball hat store, Lids. That's, that's 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 kind of a situation where Wetzel's Pretzels, the guy is actually named Wetzel. On the guest book for Epstein's Secret Island, mm-hmm. they found a cryptic entry that just said, Oh, Julius. <laughs> Guys want to... Uh... Grab a couple of Juliuses and then uh, come yeah. back for some more. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. I'm sure you've noticed how giant corporations are controlling more and more about what we consume, whether it's our food our news, or even the shows we enjoy. The Greatest Generation is a show that stands up to Big Star Trek and says no. We can laugh about costumes that fit too tightly in the groin area. We can make a Star Trek podcast that's basically only about that. The Greatest Generation. 
the show for free and independent thinkers about Star Trek. And the groins of different costumes. Reviewing every episode in order. So subscribe to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org. You'll be doing your part in telling the Star Trek industrial complex that they can't control your mind. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jenna Friedman, Canada's Jesse Thorne. Wow, that's big. <laughs> big if true, as they say on the internet. Big if true. Uh, Jenna, of course, got famous on the Royal Canadian Air Force, mm-hmm. or possibly this hour has 22 minutes. That's all the Canada stuff I know. I literally Drake on J- Degrassi. I got famous on Drake. Uh, there was a photo of us <laughs> yeah. on uh, TMZ. I'm literally physically on both, Drake. And, guys are both uh, crying at a Raptors game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> guys, I got a text message I just wanted to run by you in Please. case you have any feedback. This came from, I didn't didn't have this person in my address books. I'm not 100% sure who it is. I presume it's someone I know. It's, uh, if this number rings a bell, 605-566-7582. Does that ring a bell with either of you guys? Uh, no, can you, okay. is it okay to give out someone's phone number like it's, that? It Are says, we doxing them? It says, uh, are you a puppy seller? <laughs> now, where do you live? Now, comma, where do you live? <laughs> no, I gave it, I gave it the, I sort of implied a comma. There isn't. It just says, now, where do you live? Boy, are you a puppy seller? Now, where do you live? Mm-hmm. It's, That's code. How does that scam play out? Ideally, how does that person <laughs> get anything from you? Wait, this is a scam? No, that's ling- That's child trafficking lingo. Oh, I got it. I see. This is a pizza planet thing. Is that what that was called? Pizza Planet. I think that's right? the pizza restaurant from Toy Story. <laughs> okay. All kinds right of crazy shit going on in that place. Okay, so you say this is a scam, Jordan. I, How I, am I going to get I rid guess. of these fucking puppies? You need you you're you're lousy with puppies over there. I feel like I'm in over my head with these puppies. Um, got like maybe I got like nine hundred. I got a hundred one of these fucking things. <laughs> I can uh, I can call my friend Miss Deville, and she will gladly shepherd them away to a new home. Let's assume that it's wink, a scam. Wink. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm not sure it's a scam because it feels like a threat. Is there a PETA where they're against selling puppies? I guess all PETAs are against. They want you to rescue the puppies. Sure. Yeah. I would say just go to your you know neighborhood PETA branch and ask if this is a threat. Uh huh. What do you okay? Well, if it's a let's suss out why why do you think it's a threat? What's the what's the possibility here? Let me say it. I'll read it one more time. I think you're going to understand. <laughs> okay. Are you a puppy seller? Now, where do you live? <laughs> oh, so, so you maybe you think this is a this is kind of a radical animal rights person who is kind of tracking down and you know. John Wicking puppy sellers. They're going to come assumption. to your house and paint it red. What if mm, you want a right. red house? That would be nice. Right. It's like a school, like a school <laughs> I've house ordered kind so of many hits that way. I you want your house to look so like hits. it was like uh, splashed with blood. 
if you're a country school, let's say you're a country schoolhouse and mm -hmm. the town is dying. You know how it is in rural America. You've got a country schoolhouse. The yeah. town is Opioid dying. crisis. All you got to do Run is buy rampant. one cheap, like a raccoon fur. You know, it doesn't have to be a mink. Get a raccoon fur, call PETA, tell them to bring the red paint. You're good as gold. <laughs> right. You've got a fresh, clean country schoolhouse then. It's my okay. idea. Yes, of course it's a threat. The idea is that one of these PETAs heard I'm selling puppies and they want to know where I'm at so they can come kick the shit out of me. And the honest truth is, they probably can. Yeah. You're like, you don't think it's a threat. Do you think answer, it's some kind of scam? Just answer, hello, yes. I'm Jordan Jesse Go producer Matt Lee. Here's my address. <laughs> uh, oh, Sorry, by the man, way, you're going to have to fight off uh, whoever Pete is John Wick is. Let me read Matt Lee's phone number real quick. <laughs> <laughs> five five um, five hunk am i right i do think that's a good question what the scam would be with this puppy scam i mean like let's say i say la jolla sure hell let's say i say lincoln heights okay in los angeles a real neighborhood where i actually live let's say i say that out loud what's their next move and i say no i don't sell puppies yeah, I. <laughs> Sorry, I wasted your time. I'm having a really hard day. It's really hard I to buy puppies these days because wanted to connect with a stranger. Let yeah. me Venmo you forty dollars. Let me Venmo you forty dollars. <laughs> That's usually how those work out. Maybe. Do you think it's possible that they're trying to scam people by just blanketing? It's cheap to send fake texts now. Sure. They're just blanketing people with texts. Trying yeah, they to want find your credit card who, information. Well, that their that their target here, they're sent, they're spraying broadly, but their target is they figure if they send ten million texts, they're going to hit at least forty or fifty people who are selling puppies. And they're fucking golden when right. they when that person gets that text message because they're yeah I'm selling, I got I got baby blue pits, what do you need? And then you raise that puppy with another animal, and then it takes on the characteristics of that animal. Like Jenna's baby. Million. <laughs> yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Her, her Pan. horse baby. Who Pan. <laughs> yes. The horse baby who occasionally has to visit her uh, father whale. <laughs> this horse is acting like a whale. <laughs> uh, listen, when something momentous happens to you, like you finally meet your own, your father whale, your absent father whale, <laughs> you've only heard his song. You've never right. actually met. Well, you met him that one time when he breached. Incredible. <laughs> Very briefly. <laughs> Just like when you were on. <laughs> wow, dad. So that's why I'm covered in barnacles. You know, I think. I get it from you. I, I, I know that I've talked a lot about this show over the years, but retrospectively now i understand that the public television program the voyage of the mimi starring a young ben affleck uh was actually about that young ben affleck reconnecting with his father who was a whale, it was a whale. It, they weren't just any whale watch whale watching boat it was a it was a mission he was just looking for their what what they were watching for was closure yeah and then the deaf woman taught him how to get fresh fresh water by putting a, a triangular tarp up and gathering condensation. Mm -hmm. 
Anyway, uh, I've, always something... wanted, I've always wanted to try that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, I'd love That'd that. Be fun. <laughs> you know, I would love to try that too. Never met Ben Affleck. Never had the opportunity. He's got all the tarps, right? <laughs> this guy's this guy's fucking lousy with tarps. Yeah. You got a tarpaul. You want a tarpaul and you got to call hey, Affleck. Hey, J-Lo, don't move my tarps, he says. <laughs> I'm deeply troubled. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of funny when I come out of a Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> uh, anyway, if when something momentous happens to you, give us a call, 206-984-4FUN, or send us an email address at jjgo at maximumfun.org. One person who's done that is this person. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, possible guest. I'm going to guess Eliza Skinner. This is Jeremy in Seattle. I was just driving, and it's a rainy day here, and I saw a lady reach her hand out of her open window, rub it on the wet roof of her car, and then use her wet hand to style her hair in the mirror at a red light. I thought this was pretty odd, but also somehow genius. Okay, love you guys. Bye. Love you too, Jeremy. And you know what? Love to all the Jeremys who are listening to Jordan Jesse go right now. I, yes. I feel like probably 40, 50% of our audience are named Jeremy. <sighs> oh, such beautiful Jeremys. We have the most, we have the most wonderful Jeremys. Jen, I don't know what the Eliza. Jeremys are like in your TikTok audience, but Eliza. here in our podcast audience, these are gorgeous Jeremys. Just beautiful hearts. Eliza is my name. And I like the name Jeremy <laughs> also. <Yeah. laughs> I found myself unexpectedly moved by this call. It's because of the rain, uh, the image of the rain of a woman reaching out to the rain on her car to make her feel beautiful. Because I'm not, I don't know if it worked aesthetically, but no, she was gorgeous. This was he, Matt edited this part of the call out, but it was Kathy Ireland. Oh, well, no, I'm just saying, you know. It's not about what you look like, but it's about what you feel like. So if you're mm. reaching on your roof to grab as much water and put it in your hair, that act alone makes anyone feel beautiful. I want to say something real quick to the Jeremys in the audience. Jeremy, I think that you're beautiful. And I want you to think that you're beautiful. In fact, I want you to know that you're beautiful. Jeremy, to me, you are Jeremy Ireland. Mm. Jeremy mm. K. Ireland. Mm-hmm. Can I talk to the Jeremys real quick? <laughs> Jordan, Jenna, do you mind if Jordan? <laughs> yeah, and then I want to talk to the Jeremys. Okay, do you want to talk great. to the Jeremys first? Or no, I, I want you to go first. Okay, I'll go. Okay, go ahead. Jeremys, you're so much better than the Dugs. Compared... <laughs> Compared to you, the Dugs fucking suck. Ugh, Dugs make me sick. I'm so glad you're out there making making this all worth it. And the Dugs are just out there doing what they do, which is taking, 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 shoving our hard work in the fat Doug maws. Did. Jeremy's and I pay taxes. Mm-hmm. Jeremy's, me, Kathy Ireland, mm-hmm. Cindy Crawford, 
Yowza. <laughs> and Ferrari Testarossas. <laughs> All pay taxes. And these dogs are getting off easy. I know. Do you they think, don't want to work anymore. Are there any Jeremy's, like, are there any serial killers named Jeremy? Mm, that's a great question. Probably. Probably. Well, they just well, haven't gotten most, caught. Most yeah. serial killers are named Doug. I mean, that's true. <laughs> I don't know if you watch The Profiler. Yeah, Doug mm. Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, Doug, uh, Doug you know, Frome. Zodiac. <laughs> sure, Doug Zodiac. <laughs> I guess. Jenna, do you want to talk to the Jeremys? Jeremys, how does it feel to have like a name that evokes so little animosity? Mm-hmm. 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 Mm. They can't. So it's a it's a unilateral medium. So they can't in real time talk back to you, or do you consider oh, this I hear more them. of a broader? Oh, I yes, I don't know <laughs> what podcast you're on, but I just heard three <laughs> okay. Jeremys oh. <laughs> speak wow. to me. All right. They said it feels fine. It's not an it's not a hindrance. It's not. Is that what this? Can I ask a question? I. Looked at your the press release for your soon to be best selling book, not funny. Mm-hmm. In Confessions the end, there of was a, a paragraph medium. about people uh, that was really focused on your dental fillings. Mm. Is mm. that because of the Jeremy speaking to you through them? Yeah, Jenna. Let me ask you one more question. Was okay. Jenna, your given name, or is it more of a nickname? Eliza. And is it... It's Eliza was my given name. Okay. And Jenna Eliza... is what people call me um, when I'm not on stage, yeah. Is Eliza short for Doug? Yeah. Okay, hold on, yeah. Jesse. That was a little harsh. Come on, man. I don't know. She's, She's the nice one who's- to come on the show. She's the one who's fucking- I don't even know. I don't know, Jordan. I don't even fucking know. Okay. I, bet right. she... I bet she's a retailer. Okay, hold on. You're this is let's all calm that... down. <laughs> I bet Jenna I bet Jenna Friedman. Mm-hmm. If I if I was gonna guess, I bet she's runs the sharper image. If that sounds anti Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I... Two out of three of us are now cancelled. Uh, what about this? Let's go to break. I'll see if I can get myself cancelled in our final segment. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Hi, I'm Jackie Cation. Hello, I'm Lori Kilmerton. We do a podcast called the Jackie and Lori Show, and you could listen to it anytime you want it because there's hundreds of episodes. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing comedy forever, and we should both quit. So why don't you listen up <laughs> before we leave this not only terrible business, but this awful world. And find out why we can't. <laughs> because we love it so. <laughs> Jackie and Lori Show. Every week here on MaximumFun.org. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Uh, Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jenna Friedman, not yet convicted sex offender. Congratulations <laughs> on that, Jenna. Congratulations, because everybody, every American, no matter how heinous, in my opinion, 
Jordan deserves a fair trial. Mm -hmm. Deserves to go before a jury of their peers and present evidence in their own defense. Unless they're named Doug, then we just string them up in the town square, right? (laughs) Yeah, into the fucking lake with you. (laughs) Yeah. If it, you know, they say throw a Doug in the lake, and if he floats, he's a witch. Mm-hmm. I have heard that expression. <laughs> that famous expression from uh, Bartlett's familiar quotations. Mm-hmm. Now, now mm-hmm. you know where it's from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jenna, your new book, not funny, is very funny. Yeah, I, I was reading it today, it. yucking it up. Hmm? Mm-hmm. What part specifically? The archaeology you know, part. I really liked. I will say. As someone who has been, you know, at once enriched and traumatized Mm -hmm. by the improv industrial complex, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I felt that your sharing your experience as a young person interested in comedy going through improv and you are able to balance the um, this thing woke me up and made me feel creatively fulfilled in a way that I'd never felt before, but also it's kind of a weird cult and the people in it are often monsters. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I did write about my experience in that world. It is. So wait, you did, you were, you uh, have experience doing it. Oh yeah. So I, I, you'll be shocked to know, shocked, shocked to know that I did a lot of improv. Oh, cool. Where? Uh, at the uh, Upright Citizens Brigade, little oh, okay. little theater out there on Franklin, and in high school, and in high school and college, yeah. Um, did some comedy sports with a Z. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were was... briefly on a stripping improv team, but we <laughs> we got cut really fast. I don't think we were ever on that. Did we? I think we Is auditioned but didn't get in. No, I think we were on it for a week and then got cut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there is in Santa Cruz, where Jesse and I went to college, there are like, there, I think were at the time, I think it's gotten better these days, but there were like limited comedy performance opportunities. Um, it is a beachy college town. I think there is a one, there's like one bar called the Crow's Nest where like, you know, maybe you would see like Kathleen Madigan once a year. Or something. Yeah. Well, first of all, Kathleen Madigan's playing the Santa Cruz Civic Auditorium. That DNA Comedy Lab, right? Is that there now? DNA's Af- Comedy after Lab? After our time, but yeah, I think that is there now. The um, Lost Boys. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's something else that, yeah, well, you sure. Could, you could the open Santa for Cruz the guy Beach who Boardwalk. Yeah, you could open you for could... the guy who played saxophone in The Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I think the one like comedy institution Santa Cruz had when we went there was a group that like stripped while they did improv. Like if they made a mistake, the audience would yell strip and they would take something off. I think the gag was or one of the I mean, a lot. There were a lot of gags, but they just wore so many layers that nothing like salacious ever happened. There's something so funny about like what could make improv more awkward than <laughs> just sure, like yeah. naked people. <laughs> you know what uh, though? I've always found that improv is an incredible opportunity to kind of bear my soul. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be mm-hmm. afraid to bear mm-hmm. my body in that mm-hmm. context. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm really connected to mm-hmm. 
the other performers and the mm-hmm. audience. It's mm-hmm. definitely less embarrassing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, people enjoy stripping. Yeah. <laughs> That's like fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a mother-daughter hey. scene about cancer. <laughs> sure. <laughs> nobody would nobody would watch improv showgirls. Sure. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I think you, the way you write about that in your book I thought was really like you really do a good job of saying cuz I think sometimes people can talk about improv like people talk about like punk rock sometimes it's like it saved my life man it saved my life in this way that like makes you realize that they don't see the bad parts of it you know mm-hmm. and anyway i thought the way you wrote about it was really interesting and i thank um, you i really appreciated it thank well, you well you got enmeshed into improv almost backwards like you didn't intend to go do improv and comedy for your entire life you went in there pretty sincere yeah, I was a nerdy student just writing a paper. I, I, I had no idea. But as you know, it's so addictive. And when I found Improv Olympic and that you could actually, that people actually did this thing where you were like your own writer, director, and performer at the same time, I couldn't believe how cool that that was. And so I just, I really, it's my rosebud. I know that sounds cheesy. I haven't done improv in like a decade, but I did totally fall in love with it when did you find out how not cool it is i like, mean not i kind of always knew it wasn't funny, cool just, okay. i always <laughs> knew it wasn't cool i mean i i've always i never thought it was cool i i thought it was cool that people were able to like in chicago at least like make a living just playing make-believe as adults i thought that that was cool i never thought improv like never never was i like zip zap zop is you know the the future um, but I'll, I'll well, maybe if our, maybe if our lawmakers would do a little <laughs> zip zap zop before they met for Congress. I mean, it is the future when you think about the singularity and you know the like, mm-hmm. Eh, mm-hmm. robots. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'll say this for the coolness of improv. I know I just made some jokes at its expense, but wouldn't you say that the original improviser was Mr. Miles Davis? Mm-hmm. Yes. Ugh. Yes. Yes, yes, and yes, yes and yes, Jordan, and. John Coltrane mm-hmm. as well. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, Bob Dylan. Who could forget? Oh my gosh! The master, the master, Bob Dylan. And I can't, I can't let this slide without Jody mentioning Arias. Jody Arias. <laughs> yes. Yep. Jody Arias. Oh. oh. Just incredible oh. stuff, Mr. William Shakespeare and the yeah. Apostle oh. Paul, of course. I saw Shakespeare and Jody Arias at a little club, <laughs> 50 mm-hmm. seats. They played mm-hmm. till 3 a.m. John Ross Bowie dropped in. <laughs> the carpenter All the John Ross Bowie. All the great Was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and uh, hey, quite a blurb collection on this thing, huh? This, uh, this book. Yeah. Oh, the book? Yeah, thanks. A lot thanks. of good blurbs. Yeah. You had the Reverend William Cosby. <laughs> different yeah. that's, this is a Guys. different third well he me. blessed it but i mm-hmm. yeah right what do you do you send did you send out a mass email or are you sending text messages one by one to ask people to buy it yeah or... no to ask people to blurb it <laughs> to ask people to blurb it are oh. you have you thought about sending out a text can i <laughs> buy <suggest> my <laughs> book an open now where are you <laughs> now Please. where are you are you selling books Help. now where are you <laughs> uh, i'm in la jolla <laughs> ask for matt lieb <laughs> yes i'm gonna do that 
when um when our friends in the San Francisco sketch comedy group Casper Hauser came out with their first book, Sky Mall, happy happy crap you can buy from a plane, one of the funniest things in the history of the world. They needed blurbs, and they they emailed me and they said, "Oh, do you think you could like send it to Patton Oswalt or whatever?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And Patton was nice enough to blurb it. And then they were like, "Well, our dream is to get David Foster Wallace to blurb it." And their that why publisher he killed himself. Their pub. This was before he passed away. But that didn't. That's not why he. Okay, keep going, keep going. No, that wasn't, no, 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 no. It didn't lead to his passing. Are you sure? I'm not 100% on it. I didn't watch that movie with Jason Segel. Okay, because they didn't name the people who asked for the blur, but they It just said it was the San Francisco sketch comedy yep. group in the and movie. And then he had had enough. We'll sit here while you watch the movie, Jesse. <laughs> sorry, keep going. I'm sorry. Just... They, uh... Their publisher had somehow connected them to Dave Barry, who had been kind enough to blurb the book. They were not personal friends with Dave Barry, but they they had seen Dave's world, and they emailed him or whatever, sent him a copy of the book, and he signed it. And they got David Foster Wallace to blurb their like novelty parody book. Again, a legitimately brilliantly hilarious one, but like their novelty parody book by writing him a letter at the university where he taught. They just like fucking showed up at his office hours basically with a book and got him to blurb the book. And that blew my fucking mind. Did Dave Barry blurb yours at all, Jenna? Um, No, but what just did, so um... Just Sasha Baron Cohen, not Dave Barry from Dave's World? Yeah. Just Sasha Baron Cohen, not... Dave, Pulitzer Prize-winning humor columnist Dave Barry. Dave Barry also blurbed it. I don't even think I don't think that's true, Jenna. Well, when you, you don't talk look about... like you're telling. I, you, I'm not going to say I'm not a professional poker player, but I can see or tell, and I don't think that Dave Barry actually blurbed your book. Well, a uh, Dave Barry blurbed my book. I mean, there are a lot of them. So I don't... <laughs> David from LinkedIn. David, David Barry <laughs> from <laughs> LinkedIn.com. <laughs> Yeah, nice yeah. manager of a Sabaro. Dave Barry from Barry's Boot Camp also. Oh, I forgot I had to get canceled. Um, I know we're starting to wrap up. I just got to get canceled real quick. Yeah. Uh, hey, Jesse, you mentioned uni- universities earlier. Yeah, sure. Universities where uh, uh, some people go after high school to further their educations. Yeah, well, I think the, 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 the kids at those universities, it, it's, it's really great that they're – that they're working for a better future for themselves. I just can't do you it. You fucked my, it up, Jordan. My you takes are just too pristine. Oh, oh, oh my takes, they're just too good. Jordan. Oh, I can't do it. I wish I could get canceled. All I you had to can't. do was say that they were one slur. I it could have been any I slur. I can't do it. Oh, you know, it this is going to be like slur. the sound bite for when you really do get canceled. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Everyone clip this. <laughs> Save it in a folder marked Jordan's comeuppance. Uh, Jenna Friedman's book, uh, so funny and actually insightful as well. Some memoir and some insights, some broader insights as well. It's called Not Funny. Uh, really enjoyed it. And if you're not familiar with uh, Jenna's work, Jenna truly is one of the funniest out there. Like, 
watch her comedy special that's on Peacock, watch her um, adult swim specials, which are among the funniest things ever. Get familiar because Jenna is so sharp and hilarious and terrifying and brilliant. Really, really tremendous work that Jenna Friedman does. So, So do check it out. Thank you, Jenna, for joining us. Our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Um, Our thanks to them. And, of course, thanks to our friends at the uh, real estate website, Zillow, for using that song in a commercial. And now everyone emails us about it. Um, Thanks, Zillow. We look forward to our residuals. You can find, oh, Jordan, Jesse, go, produced by Matt Lieb. Thank you, Daniel Zafrin. Thank you, Daniel, for all of your great service to Jordan Jesse Go. It was a pleasure and a joy to work with you. Daniel has a new podcast, Jordan, about the history of candy. Jordan, Daniel has been doing a podcast, but he's a already a history, a humorous history podcast veteran, thanks to his Los Angeles history comedy podcast, L.A. Meekly. Uh, but his new podcast is called Candy is Dandy. We would encourage everybody to go check that out. But Matt Lieb, our new producer, welcome aboard, Matt Lieb. Happy to be here. Very excited. We're... I also went to college with you guys. It's That's true. That's right. We Matt all went to, went to college together. How come you weren't on our improv team? Oh, I was. I, I'm not good at uh... too much self respect. <laughs> yeah, I can't think on my. Uh... You know what do you call it? You know the little yeah. the little walkers, <laughs> the little uh, the walkers on the, the ends little, of their legs, uh, the walk and runs. You know, yes. little flappies. Uh, our our producer emeritus Brian Sunny D Fernandez. You can find us on social media at Jordan Jesse Go on Twitter at uh, Facebook.com/slash Jordan Jesse Go on Instagram at Jordan David Morris and at Put This Dot On. Uh, and thank you, of course, to all of the folks who became members of Maximum Fund during the Max Fund Drive. We owe it all to you, and we could not be more grateful. Thank you. You rule. You own every member of Maximum Fund, the folks who have been members. I heard from folks who have been members. Somebody told me today that they have been a member since you had to send a PayPal to Splangy at Splangy.com. That's truly gorgeous. Thank you. We owe it all to you. We really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.